Happy Halloween, trick-or-treaters, dreamers, campers, and suspects. What you're about to hear is a clip from our Patreon-exclusive commentary track on Rick Rosenthal, John Carpenter, and Deborah Hill's Halloween 2. How do you hear the full thing? Become a member of our Patreon, The Rewind. You can find a link in the description of this episode, or you can visit patreon.com backslash Halloweeniespod. Hope to see you there so we can give you one more scare. I mean, I feel like as a kid, Universal probably put out my favorite movies. I feel like yeah. nowadays I'm more of a subscriber of WB. I think like Warner Brothers, I just love what could they, they allow for the auteurs out there. Um, but I don't know. It's it's weird because like if you think about Universal and just like the crew and the, the talent that would work with Carpenter and then where the rest of them would go... It feels like this was like a like 81's Halloween 2, this one was like a conduit for a lot of the like the crew to get into Universal like for the 80s cuz then you get like Dean Cundey working with Spielberg and Zemeckis and all a lot of other folks. Um I don't know, it just kind of feels like this is like the beginning of an era here. Yeah, absolutely. I w- I would love it if Cundey would just come back and Oh, I know. Just just light it all. <laughs> just do it all. I mean, this look is just unparalleled, in my opinion. And of course, uh, I think is this one of the this is one of the only movies that I know that genuinely opens with the ending of the previous <laughs> film, like full on opens with it. Well, I'll the Friday a couple, the 13th? Of, cha- a couple of Make minor the, changes. Yeah, the Friday the Thirteenth films. Yeah, Karate Karate oh, Kid Part you, you Two. Know what? You're right. But this is long. This is a long yeah. <laughs> We are like uh-huh. really well, showing you the end. This is probably why they had to have all new on the movie poster because people probably rolled in here and were like, I've seen this shit before. <laughs> I know where this one goes. Could you imagine I, if you like left though? Like, this is the ending of the first one. Screw it. And then they left. It's just like, wait, no, it's the beginning of the movie though. Just, just stick around. Wait a minute. Hold on. Lori's removing the mask from Michael Myers. Oh yeah. yeah. I thought she I thought she never did that. I thought that's oh, why really? it's so I thought that's why it's oh, such no. a big deal in Halloween Kills, the upcoming Man, this is film gonna from be, Universal this is, and Bloodhouse. <laughs> this is gonna be great, Mike, because you haven't seen this in God knows when and <laughs> you're gonna Bullshit, be like, I knew that. That very surprised. <laughs> Do you think um He shoots him seven times there too? He does, yeah. He messes up the the the, the shoot count there. Well, Not you know, if you shoot the boogeyman multiple times and then he he gone, when you're you don't remember how many times you shot the gun. <laughs> you know, it's I, also a six shooter, so the seven shots doesn't quite. Maybe there's a sniper on the, <laughs> across the way. Well, it's the team of it's the team of police that are out front, as you may have seen in mm. one of the stills. From the upcoming <laughs> Bloomhouse Universal release, Halloween Kills. Oh yeah, I can't can't wait for that. Ugh. How much footage? Slick editing here, though. Like I it mean, is. Like you yeah. said, yeah. If if there's one thing I do, I've always enjoyed about this movie is that it feels like it, you could edit this into one movie. Uh, from you could. the scope, the two thirty-five to one scope, to the color palette, it all works together. Well, it's like they didn't wait long. I mean. It, Three years is a long time when you think about slasher sequels, but like it was still just enough time where like things still look the same. Like they didn't change the streets too much. They still shot in Pasadena. Like one of my biggest wrinkles in any sequels, especially growing up, is A, when they replace actors. I hated it, especially in Batman. It just drove me nuts. And then (laughs) B is when you just change locations. Like even zombies remakes 
Like they change locations. You know, like I don't know if you know this, but this guy is actually Bucky from Halloween Four. As is it really? Because he's had enough of this uh, Halloween oh. shit. <laughs> no, so I'm, fucking gullible. I like. love that opening when he <laughs> guys. Says, nothing you know, I'm going to say is, is true. Nothing I'm going to say is true. I, this I, whole thing. I fell for it, Vanderbilt. I fell for it. But you, you know, fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> fool me twice, my um, man. Do you know? You got to get more blood in these slasher movies. First one is scary, but it's not gory. It's not what the kids want. I like to Dino. think Dino was like, we're going to cut the credits right after Donald's line there. That was solid. <laughs> Yo, quick bit of trivia about these credits. Now, this one is true. I ain't bullshit. Oh, oh God. Okay, yeah, you're going to have to say that. <laughs> the main title sequence was uh, designed by Jamie Short of Shortworks LTD. Now, uh, Jamie didn't have a big career in Hollywood, but did work on visual effects for Airplane, the Blues Brothers, and Star Wars. Oh. The first one? The original all of them. The, okay. the, only, the only fucking Star Wars. Just like uh, last year on the commentary for Halloween, I implied... The only Halloween. Only one, only one fucking Halloween movie. And the poster for this one was designed by Bob Gleason, who also designed the poster for Halloween, the original one, and Game of Death, the uh, Bruce Lee's final film. But I couldn't wow. find anything else that he did. No, so they the really the brought original... back everyone, like even they, down yeah, to the poster. Really I, I never knew that. That's awesome. Yeah, I could. I had a hard time finding out who designed that thing. But according to all of my research, it was uh, Bob Gleason. Well, also that. So the original poster is that the one with the pumpkin and the skeleton in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the hand with the knife. No, well, the original one no, is no, no, yeah, no. the first one. No, I'm, I'm saying the, this for, oh, for, for this one, the pumpkin with the skull. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, that's a great poster i've seen that halloween mask out there someone's created that which i think is really cool because that is obviously not featured at all in this actual film sort of Um, right here though well yeah but it's not like i i I just like that i mean that it is it is like spot on that that version on the poster i think the mask is it's pretty cool looking now do you guys think you would have stayed home to watch halloween on NBC that night, as Gene Siskel suggested you do in his review of this, that ran on October 30th, 1981. Or would you have gone to see Halloween 2? Oh, go to see Halloween 2. In a heartbeat. Now this is, you know, kind of, you might not have, uh, you might not have a VCR yet. Because it's 1981. I'd say, here's the thing. I feel like the Star Wars movies really would have prepared me for, like, the sequelitis that would come. Because, like, 80, 1980 kicks off with, you know, Empire Strikes Back that's pretty big. Like, I mean, that's a big wait. Those three years, it's three year wait for this. I feel like given the impact that empire strikes back would have had on me, if I had just seen it in 1980 and they say, Oh, Halloween two is coming out. This huge movie you loved also, you know, around roughly the same time as a new hope. And if you liked empire strikes back, you're going to love the twist in this one too. Exactly. Right. And so like, I feel like I would have been, the hype would have just been like unbelievable for me going into this. Do you feel that they felt compelled to have a twist like that? Absolutely. In fact, I re- because of that I, film, I can't find it. Uh, but there was an interview with David Shaw, a horror writer. He wrote uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre three, I believe, and did a uh, treatment for Nightmare on Street five. And he was talking, I believe he was talking to somebody, or maybe it was somebody else, was talking about a treatment they had for Texas Chainsaw Massacre right around this time, a sequel, rather, to Texas Chainsaw Massacre that revealed the uh, final girl from that one was related to the Leatherface, to to the Sawyer family. And in this interview that I remember reading, he said it was because of fucking Empire Strikes Back. No, That's no bullshit. That one's true. I mean, he wrote it. 
Sorry, go for it. <laughs> I, just, I think there's no greater horror than finding out, you know, like you're related to the evil, right? So I, I do feel like I understand. Oh, yeah. The, it's a the, great the, twist. And the want I to don't... maybe work that into to a franchise, but... It's one of the things I don't, I don't hate about this one, uh, uh, you know, different to Mike uh, Rothman's opinion. Yeah. I don't mind the brother-sister twists. It's like, fine. It's cool. Well, I, I, don't, I don't either necessarily, but it's hard to continue with these films. Oh. And I think that's why they did what they did with Halloween 3 initially. It just, at that point, people were too hungry for, for the shape. There's uh, Lucille Benson, her final film role. Oh, really? Oh, man. It didn't, it also appears at Calder. Oh, I like that shot. <laughs> That's a oh, great shot. Time to, time to take a sip, y'all. Yeah, a little bit of Nightmare, or night, uh, night, night of Living Nightmare Dead. of the Living Dead. Nightmare of, my, of the Living Dead. One of my favorite classic uh, <laughs> independent films. God, I love that movie so much. Probably my, I think that, I think it's a top five film of all time for me. Um, oh, it's, it's excellent. I my, my problem with the twist is that it's just like the first mark against the original one. Like after, like if you think of the original one as like a block of ice, like every sequel just keeps chipping and chipping away with it and it becomes just water now. Like the the first one is so scary because he just is going after anyone, you know? And he could well, be just anywhere the at the end murder, of the murder, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, it's and, it's it can be anybody and he still could feel... be this. Like I mean, yeah. you look at this, like my brother and I were talking about this a lot of, because he was, um, I think he listened to the crack podcast a lot, like a few years ago. And the guys on there talked a lot about like the insistency on like, um, you know, familiarity with sequels. Whereas like sequels by themselves, like should try to, you know, explore new places. Like all you really needed to do with this sequel. And, and I, you know, I don't know if we really got to talk about this in the, the Halloween two episode. It's been four years now, but like, all you really needed to do is just have Loomis and Bracket as the, or like Loomis, at, like in Hunt as the center. Like you didn't need Laurie anymore. Like you, she could have easily just gone to the hospital. You go and follow him stalking other people in, in how, and how, you know, in Hanfield, and it would have worked. But the problem is also is that, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is probably, you know, she's a. Uh,